I woke up today and I was looking for your underwear to put on because they, they make me feel snug. I'm going to kill you. One I? that I stole his underwear before and I just wore them and I kept them. He stole my underwear four years ago and still has them. And I'm not sure like how homoerotic that is or just how creepy that is. Well, see, I I would want to dive into the details of said underwear. Tell like, me you never borrowed anyone's underwear before. Oh no, I've that that's nothing. But the biggest see? thing is like, are they boxer briefs? Are they boxers? Yeah. They were the most comfortable. My best. Pa- they are still to this day the best pair of underwear I've ever had. They were Calvin Klein's, and I believe they were silk. No, All right, well, no, silk no, underwear no, is no, way no, worth no. stealing. They're, they're not silk. Oh, just, they were they were quality. That's the point. Right, yeah. quality, I, so I come home. He just got home from a long day of like doing manual labor. So there's there's <laughs> ball sweat. There's swamp ass. But right, you need to make a change. And I look over. We were roommates, like literal roommates at the time. And I just look over and I'm like, "Are those my underwear that I've been looking for?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, dude." Like, and now they're stupid. my best pair of underwear. <laughs> It's my top of the rotation. I'll I'll just confess right now. If he gets strangled with a pair of underwear, it's probably me. Or That's some, okay. Or someone right, trying to we gotta him. we gotta start this episode. I'm Mike Bonomo. Welcome to Fight the Fate. I got Brian Davies here I'm again. Gonna kill you one day. Again, <laughs> and I got Matt McBride here. This is his first episode i'm gonna send you home with a pair of my undies today thanks man <laughs> we are not sponsored by my undies <laughs> yet me yet. undies um dude i went on a rampage yesterday you ever you ever at work and you're like i'm thinking about pulling everyone out of this place and just going wolverine on their asses you ever seen falling down where you're just sitting in traffic i think michael douglas is in it Nah. Uh, sitting in traffic and just snaps on his way to work. That sounds so familiar, but I definitely never seen the movie. I want to watch that. is like that. an accurate description of my daily work jo- work days. So I just <laughs> I hardly make it through the commute to work before I'm ready to just lose my mind. I know, dude. But uh, talking about going on rampages, this guy that we're talking about today will go on a spree of murder. Rape, pillaging. What else did he do? He just he went insane. He went. He went full. He went full like African Hitler. Yeah, like he, re- he really he did. Really, he did. Just another Saturday in Uganda. We're though. talking about Idi Amin. That's that's my debut EP. Saturday in Uganda. <laughs> he was a Ugandan politician, military officer, and Ugandan president from 1971 to 1979. His behavior was like growing erratic, unpredictable. His life spurred many myths and rumors, one being that he was a ferocious cannibal. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, well, uh, resisting, I, I, resisting the low-hanging food joke. Well, I, well, dude, it's not that far off because. He was just hungry. There was cannibal warlords in Africa at this what, time. We can say that about him is he is probably the most successful African warlord. Like to like he he went legit essentially. He became president. Yeah, I mean, he's a piece of shit, but he wasn't legit. I mean, we're going to get into how he became yeah, president. But being but. like the greatest African warlord is like being the <laughs> tallest midget. Like 
You've done it, but in a country that doesn't really hold water in anything but that. I would disagree due to some of the you don't research. You South African warlords. That's good. I mean, they're, they are called the ant word. Oh, sorry. Uh, they, they run the shit. There was a couple films that, like, portray Amin. There's the 1980 movie, The Rise and Fall of Idi Amin, and the more famous, The Last King of Scotland, starring Forrest Whitaker. Boo. And what? Well, why are you booing Forrest? Um, he won the best actor that year, 2006. He phones it in more than the last five De Niro movies. I know. I kind of hate him. But... <laughs> <laughs> Amin was born around 1925 in Kokobo, West Nile Province, Uganda. Allegedly. Allegedly, no one really knows where he was when he was born. If his, his son is saying he could have been born in 1928, my, there's like no uh I don't even know how I buy the legitimacy of this man. My father or was Or as early as 1922, some people think. <laughs> There's a little window there. So what does his gravestone say? 1922 to 1928 just, to 19... Yeah, it says estimated at 1925. <laughs> Average at 1925. Fucking Christ. Amin's father was the Kakwa ethnic group. His mother was of the Logbara people. Both groups were very skilled at cultivating corn, fishing, raising cattle. And the difference with the Logbara was that they came from chiefdom instead of kings and queens. So I think the hardest part to like comprehend in your mind is like understanding that at this time we're talking about like tribal ideals but also there's fucking concrete buildings around. So like it's yeah. very it's not like Alabama or New Jersey or New York or like it's like this ethnic group and that ethnic group is like really it's less about the borders and more about the the blood. Yeah, Edie was uh, abandoned by his father at an early age. He would be raised by a single mother. His mother was a skilled herbalist mm. and diviner. What's a diviner? I'm assuming that's like like witch doctor. That's no, right. I was thinking it was just like spiritual, like a shit. like an oracle almost, like a divination. Uh, like she can like throw. I, I, I'm. Just gonna like give an example of like reading the organs to tell your future or casting a stone into Palm the reading, yeah, shit like that. Where like she read the future, most of his skills were of the land and the people, having little <laughs> formal education, working day and night was what was needed to support themselves. That's what you said. Why that's, are you laughing at my sentence? That's what you say about like an alcoholic like union guy. Like he's of, <laughs> he's of the land and he's of the of the electrical wires. I thought it Most was a hobos, good line. Like, that's their resume. I'm of land and of people. <laughs> it just sound like I just pictured Pocahontas I am, when I wrote that. I am of Popoff and I and I am of under the L Man train. of meth and of dealer. <laughs> He joined the Islamic school in Bombo and left with a fourth grade knowledge of the English language. No wonder he took over. He had fourth grade level education. That's all you need. <laughs> Life really got started when he joined the King's African Rifles in 1946, a, a multi-battalion British colonial regiment. These African soldiers took the title of Askari, all working under the supervision of white British officers, 
The British didn't even respect their own thing that they put together themselves. That is until they started getting their asses beat in World War One. Mm. Okay. So they were they were pressed against until you you're, you're you're losing something and you're like, all right, throw these guys to the front lines. Yeah. If you don't know about like World War One, it's I I. I prefer it to World War Two, as weird as that is to say, <laughs> in terms of like random shit that I didn't know and like diving deep. But like, there's like, listen to Dan Carlin's one about World War One, Dan Carlin's episode, Hardcore History. Um, there's stories of like the German soldiers like just waking up one morning to like African soldiers just waking up and just being like, "What the fuck is that?" Like having never seen like an African or a dark-skinned person Dude, that's in their intimidating. life. Like yeah, like literally like a race of person you've never seen in your life, and you're just waking up on like a a war-torn battlefield. But how do you also live in a major, com- unrelated to Edie, but how do you live in a major country and have never seen a black dude? I don't know. The Germans have, like, weird history of, like, not allowing different people in there. I don't know. Something about it. I don't know. The KAR's first job was to pre- protect the Uganda Railway in 1915. They got shit done and never earned the respect they deserved. Amin's first job in the army was to be an assistant cook. Later on in life, he lied his ass off, telling people he was the Burma campaign of World War II, a series of battles that took place to stop an invasion from Imperial Japan, Thailand, and the Indian National Army. Wait, are you telling me a dictator made up some shit? Yeah, he made up a lot of shit. Crazy. But he re- he would have never guessed. Really, he didn't become a private until 1947, and he wasn't uh, deployed until 1949. So his first time being deployed, he he went right into the shift of war, fighting against Somali rebels. And the word shifta means bandit. That's why so they he was named kind of like that. a low low level officer when he got put in. Dude, like they they gave shit. him like bitch war bitch wars. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's how... Doesn't everyone start like that? Unless you have, like, family that I, you can go to. I mean, again, for the comparison, I don't believe Hitler ever made it out... Like, made it past private in the... In World no, War I. yeah, he was... He was a private. He was, wasn't yeah, even a Hitler private, was a dude. Talker. He was like a courier. <laughs> he would take messages from the front lines and bring them back. Bitch work. Until right. he got gassed, and then he went blind for a couple weeks, and then he lied about it, and he fucking did all this fucking bullshit. The Kenyans rolled through the towns, throwing civilians into protected villages, which is a nice way to say concentration camp. They also slaughtered large numbers of livestock. So that his first mission was going to slaughter people, basically. Just for... I mean, isn't everything like that in Africa? Oh, they're fighting over shit that just isn't like they don't take note of anything. They just keep repeating these wars with themselves. It, it, it's it's com- like if we had multiple civil wars here. It's very compounded because it's not just over the land and the resources. It, it again comes back to the blood, like where this yeah. this ethnic group, in this case the Kenyans, the the Mau Mau. Um, or like they're like lifetime like enemies since forever. And if you can, you know, say eliminate your enemy's lineage, that's that is a part of it for them. Yeah, I think like Africa's always stuck in a battle of like trying to be top tribe. Like mm-hmm. it, as shitty as that sounds, like there's just wars nonstop to be top tribe in Africa. Pretty much, yeah. And 
my base understanding of Africa comes from Ace Ventura. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, imagine if we had a series of civil wars. Like, from every, like, 15 years, we have to have a civil war with South Carolina. I would hope somebody would nuke us. Like, we should have to keep doing that. I I will come for you one day, North Jersey. Just know that. Um, yeah. Fuck you and the Giants. All you have to say is fuck NASCAR, like, south of the Mason-Dixon, and, and war's on. <laughs> that's that's shooting words right there. Did you ever talk about Dale in my, in my presence? <laughs> and this is when he was promoted to corporal, then to sergeant in one year, was a sign that this dude was respected around those parts. Basically, this rise we're about to go through is ridiculous. Like, I've never seen so many promotions of someone this fast. But And and how many levels there are. Like, uh, you became um, this, then that, then this, then that. Usually someone just, like, goes to straight to the top. But this, they... I think they just made positions up for themselves. Yeah, I mean, when you're good at killing people, they'll find something to promote you to. Six years <laughs> went by before he upgraded to the highest ranking that an African can garner in the colonial British army. The title Afande was just meaning a warrant officer. In 1961, he moved back to Uganda, was promoted to lieutenant, becoming one of the first commissioned officers meaning he has a direct word from the head of state. And this, like I said, this rise is insane. He became captain, then he became a major, then he became a deputy commander of the army, and finally commander of all armed forces. After 70 years under British rule, Uganda was free in 1962. They appointed Milton Obote to become the first prime minister. And this is like where the, like the movie, the last um, King of Scotland mm -hmm. doesn't even start until like like the very end, basically. So like the very end of British rule. No, like the like more towards the later part of his life. Oh. Like they don't show you anything in that. Probably, I mean, going off what we've heard so far, it probably was not fit for screen. Fit for screen. Dude, even they cut it down, though, like that movie. They didn't really... Yeah, I mean, living in Uganda is not very, uh, like, screen-worthy. Like, there's a lot of shit there that you don't want to see. I've never lived in Uganda. <laughs> I can just go off of, like, what I've learned in school. What I've learned from Vice News. Mm. Itty was talented athlete throughout his time in British and the Ugandan Army. Dude was 6'4", built like a brick shit house. He was the Ugandan light heavyweight boxing champion and swimmer and a rugby player. Swimmer, huh? Again, he's lying his fucking ass off, saying he was a replacement for the East African Rugby Union. He wasn't in the team photo and never appears on any listings from this time. With this particular dude, like... I, I'm just, like, suspect that, like, most of his, like, competitors, like, forfeited from not showing up because they were in a ditch somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, just murdered them. They before. all had bus issues on the way to the game. <laughs> like, terrible, terrible car accident. <laughs> During his time as commander, Amin and Prime Minister Milton of Bodhi were implicated in smuggling ivory, coffee, and gold into Uganda 
from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Fucking coffee smugglers. Now. It's fucking bean smugglers, dude. Scum. <laughs> fucking scum. I still have issues. Do we buy everything about him? Like, to this point, everything you know about him. Are you buying it? Um, most of it. Because if he's lied about any of his accomplishments, what's to say his well, family I mean, no isn't one, just like no lying one, more so about it? No one really cares about his accomplishments because mm-hmm. they're only going by the number of people who were found dead under his rule. It doesn't matter what like steps he took to get there, but he he I somehow th- took control over the whole country. But I feel like all the steps are very overblown. Like that's why like I, the rise of everything. That's why I just went like through the list like that. Yeah, it just like seems commander, really unrealistic. Uh, like how, like there's yeah. He just moved through that in a year. Like what? How are you? How are you putting someone yeah. up that fast? I'm, I'm not buying it. I mean, you're you're right to not buy it. It's almost like this is like started as an offshoot, uncared about regiment of the British Army. And then, uh, like, as a country developed into a nation of its own, like, shit kind of... Like, have you ever been part of, like, a newer company? Like, a company that's, like, maybe a year or two old? I mean, yeah, but it was my dad's. I was the only employee. So it was, like, I was employee of the month for three years because yeah. it was just me. But, like, so, like, on a more corporate setting, like, uh, I worked in uh, drug and alcohol, count, like, treatment for a while. And, like, the amount of times, like, I just watched, like, made-up positions get made... Like, oh, you're, you're director of technology. Like, okay, that's reasonable. You're director of communications. I'm like, okay, what's what's that exactly? And you're director of uh, you're director of uh, information passing. I'm like, doesn't that have to technology? Like, okay, where are we going? Your internal you're, affairs. Your outreach. Your marketing. Like, I'm like, how many fucking directors does this place have? Yeah, it. Like, I'm sure. not saying like this dude didn't accomplish all this, but. There's no fucking way you just are like, all right, yeah, I'm going to take a step each year. Like, No, I really think it's possible that it could be like that, where it's like, now you are the colonel. Now but, you are the captain. Now you are, <laughs> you are the major now. We need a major. But you like, you don't go from an afterthought in the British Army to Supreme War Chief you in do like if you 12 mo- years. They're not going to be like after three years, like, oh, my God, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> like, no. you. <laughs> they're going to kind of like kick you down to still be like, look, you're, you're the Africans. Like, you can stop. if you murder the competition. Which I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm willing to believe the research that has been sifted through and like his bullshit and the rumors <laughs> have been cut through. So uh, like we're getting as much facts as is possible. I, I'm going with it. I'm just suspect. I, I'm, yeah, very suspect. Greatest, Sell it's, me. It's like George Bush is telling you a story, right? Like uh, I'm like, eh, George, you George, weren't even alive then. Like you're from, like you're from Maine. Where's that accent from, dude? <laughs> I mean, like, there's really not that much accent. about his early life. Like, years go by where it's not till like, like, 10 years before he gets in the Army from when he was young. I mean, anything before that is just a story. So, when Sell they, me. Sell me on Idi Amin. When, <laughs> when they use these goods, they got the coffee, the ivory, the gold. They were just trading for arms. The Ugandan parliament demanded... That there be an investigation on these criminals. How many Uzis can I get for coffee? Like a like a, lot, a, a kilo dude. of coffee. A lot. A um, kilo, probably two, three Uzis. That's. What? <laughs> I would think they'd be more after AKs. Like any vid- movie you see, surfacing around there, we're looking more like assault rifle. They took wherever they could get. A body was like, nah, I don't think this really works for me. He imposed a new constitution that abolished the ceremonial presidency held by Kanka 
uh, the king, Matusa II of Burganda, and declared himself the new and improved executive president. Oh, weird. You're telling me you don't believe that? You don't believe the executive president? No, because he used the words new and improved like a used car salesman. <laughs> like he slapped the desk and was like, this is the new and improved That's exec. how he talks Come about on, himself, dude. Yeah, Aboti. He a, loves himself. Aboti was a fucking weirdo. That, like that haircut alone is suspect. That, yeah. That so. fucking like Walmart version of Don King's haircut. Don King already had the Walmart version of Don King's haircut. Amin gathered some of his troops stormed the king's palace, forcing Matessa into exile. He would remain in the United Kingdom for the rest of his life. So these two dudes just took over. Abodi and Amin just kicked the president out because they, he said that he was going to investigate them. So they're like, your position doesn't exist anymore. You're no longer president. I'm the executive president. I am the captain now. <laughs> I am the Ultimate captain. power move. Yeah, this is when Edie became, to, began to recruit soldiers from the Kakwa to the Lugbara to the South Sudanese and other ethnic groups from the West Nile. Abodi and Amin had full control. They could do whatever they wanted in life. That's when things turned for the worse. Those who were greedy for power will never have enough and they will kill anyone in their paths. And this is when it starts. And this is the problem with, like, going to bed with snakes is, like, you can never really fully trust each other because you're both, like, treacherous scumbags. So, like, that's that's pretty much where we're about to head to. Yeah. A Bodhi had a couple of attempts on his life. Weird. He didn't know who pulled the trigger, but he began to worry about Amin showing support for the rebellion in southern Sudan. That's all it takes is one person to be like, I don't know if I can trust this guy. You're done. This, this was vicious. First thought is, this dude has all the sway over these forces. He's going to need to find a way to separate Amin from his power. Taking the control of the armed forces, he downgraded Amin back to commander of just the army. Now he's on the downward slope of the ladder. This is, and this is the mistake, like... Don't what, piss that dude off. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you don't poke the bear. You, yeah, you just, either just, kill the bear or let it live. He thought he was the like, bear. Yeah. Thought he was his own bear. I am bear. the bear now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they called me Grizzly back home. <laughs> Did he think he was just going to get away with this? After this dude just got upgraded, do you think he was going to get demoted? Uh, that's the dumb After part. Like, if you just warlord? If you look at this motherfucker, like... I've I've seen about look up a Bodhi and look up a mean and just look at think about like just pissing off a mean and like his face like that just it kind of like has he has murder face. I got you, fam. Give me a second. Yeah, he and the other guy looks like a like he doesn't need face tattoos to like nah. look tough like a mumble rapper. He just looks like he's <laughs> he's murdered women and children and like for fun. Edie spent his whole time working his way up from his simple farming roots to one of the most powerful positions in Uganda's history, always rising through the ranks. This is the first time someone forced him to take a step back. Abodi was also planning to arrest him for not spending the army funds correctly. 
you might want to keep that kind of info on the down low until you can actually execute the plan. So like how he finds out like this dude's about to arrest me. Wouldn't you keep that shit secret till you it have him? It sounds more arrested? like Amin had more people working in the office than Abodi did. Mm-hmm. Well, Amin had control over all the armies. He recruited all the armies from his homelands. No, but it seems like he had more rats in there than They weren't Abodi rats. Did. He put them in there. Somebody had to tell him he's about to go down. Well, yeah. That's what I mean. This guy nah, was so stupid. No, you, you get where I'm coming from with it. Where nah, like, I, did you watch any like documentaries? I've seen documented, not on, not on a mean. You should, yeah. Like I'm flying blind I, on this I, because I, you know I asked Mike on Thursday, like, "Hey, what's our topic?" And nothing. He so be, he be shout out to Mike sending me in here. Okay, blind. so if you watch like anything on like like watch a Bodhi talk, like he is very much the type like, I will arrest you shortly, and <laughs> good luck with that. Like he is, he's very arrogant. He's very smarmy. He's a smarmy fuck. Okay, I, I can get down with that. If I he follow. if he was in America, khakis and a popped collar shirt, probably polo <laughs> and pink. See what you just described to me as a New York City taxi driver. I'm thinking more like frat bro, but I'm sure I, it's been a while since I've been in a New York City taxi. Yeah, I mean, well now they're down to like Priuses, like trying to save the world, but <laughs> they still dress nice. It is all about microcarbons. <laughs> Excuse up. me, sir. I need to pull over and uh, you know. Somebody Logan. somebody ratted. He caught wind of it, even though it wasn't because he should have known these were his people the whole time. Like, what are they going to like follow? Yeah, him? at least that part was like no secret that like Amin very quickly, like besides the Sudan and the other four, like mainly like from his own specific tribal ethnic group was recruiting into the army. Yeah. Thus making them like all theoretically loyal to him. He caught wind of, the, wind of this. Amin planned a coup. And that's a violent overthrow. Gathering his most loyal troops, he swarmed the streets of Kampala, which is the capital. They blocked off the roads and shut down the airport. People that were home heard an emergency broadcast come through the radio. Aboti has forsaken you. His corruption is lies. Stealing money right out of your pockets. He does not care about Uganda. He only cares about the Lango region. Sporadic gunfire of assault rifles rang through the streets of the capital. Mortars dropping out of the sky without any rhyme or reason. Again, (laughs) the radio spoke. We have taken control of Uganda for the people. No longer will Abote disgrace us. Crowds cheering for the rest of the day until the forced curfew was put into effect. Amin told the people, I am not a politician, I am a soldier. Claiming that he would take over only as a caretaker regime until the new elections, he also promised to release political prisoners. Ravaged them, dude. I I mean, (laughs) impressive. The former president, Mutesa, died in exile. Amin held a state funeral to show his appreciation and respect for Uganda. That seems very staged. It is. Just very, very staged. He did a bunch of shit like this. Like, I'm helping you guys. Like, let's have a party. And then I'll just fucking kill him right after. Seems like dictator 101. Like, hold public party to show appreciation. Yeah. Step two, conquer. The guy, he just got exiled. Yeah. 
That I is, feel bad I did that. That is my favorite form of potato, the dictator. <laughs> One week after the coup, he named himself the president of Uganda, commander in chief of the armed forces, army chief of staff, and made an advisory defense council with himself as the chairman. Weird. Look how many titles he just made for himself. Which is also dictator one on one, like ruler of the south, master. Well, well, no, that's my favorite one. What is what is his fucking stupid title? Uh, Matt, Lord of the the Beast of the Land and Sea and Air, or some shit like that. Who said that? That's one of his fucking titles. So, I like, besides the King of Scotland, he's like Lord of the King, something to that effect. I Lord of the that. Beast of the Land, Sea and Air. It's fucking dumb. He even renamed the presidential lodge the Command Post. I wonder what it was called before. Like, they didn't call it the Presidential Lodge. You know the command no, post was, is a hell of an was, upgrade. No, it was called the Presidential Lodge. You sure about this? Yeah. That sounds like a motel. You I know. In. That's why he changed it. That's what it was originally called. People were just showing up <laughs> for reservations. He's like, no, this is not where you belong. Dismantling everything the former government did, he took the General Service Unit and replaced it with the State Research Bureau. The military became the whole government. All positions were filled with officers he knew. What could go wrong? Nothing. Not nothing, honestly. It's yeah. kind of like he kind of suffers no consequences. He actually does this yeah, quite well up to this point. Abodi wasn't alone in fleeing when this all happened. Twenty thousand Ugandan refugees also busted their asses out of there. These dudes tried to do their own coup, but failed miserably. Everyone's cooing each other. I'm trying to coo later. <laughs> the journey to hell had just begun. Civilians were disappearing at a rapid rate. Various ethnic groups, journalists, artists, bureaucrats, judges, lawyers, students, criminals, and foreign nationals were gone without a trace. And when they, there was a trace of blood in the streets, the bodies were usually brought to be disposed in the River Nile. Dumping bodies in there. That's no different than Delaware. <laughs> I know. It's probably cleaner than Delaware, honestly. No. Would you swim? You can drink right out of the I, this Delaware. This sounds like a future episode. Let's, like, <laughs> research what's washed up in the Delaware as opposed to the River Nile and, like, really Dude, go case by case. Dude, he dumped 20,000 bodies in there. I think there's worse. On, on the next episode, Fight the Fate <laughs> drinks eight ounces of Delaware River water. Because it's not like we're talking about something that happened that long ago. Like, this was 30 years, 40-something 40, 40 years ago. Yeah, which in Africa, the, you have I mean, to multiply it's still, by two. And it's still going on there. Like, this shit never stops over there. They just keep going. No one could keep track of the deaths. First, it was reported at 80,000, then 300. An Amnesty International Human Rights Organization estimated 500,000 dead around this time. That's fucking insane. That's like a small war for no reason. Just a massacre. Crazy person got given power, then took reins with it. Speaking of Amin, you guys have seen pictures of him yeah. in his military outfit. Mm -hmm. He's got the badges. 
Who the fuck gives him badges? Does himself. he just like stick them on himself? Yeah, no, he just he mints <laughs> like, like for each new title he makes up, he just clips a new yeah. one on. He has a hobby in minor smithing. Like he mints his own medals. Uh, he learned that in third grade. <laughs> it's a good way to pass the time. He has <laughs> so many medals. We are determined to make the ordinary Ugandan master of his own destiny. And above all, to see that he also enjoys the wealth of his country. Our deliberate policy is to transfer the economic control of Uganda to the hands of Ugandans for the first time in our country's history. Idi Amin. This idea of racial cleansing started with the Asians living in Uganda. In 1972, Amin ordered the removal of 50,000 Asians who were British passport holders. Real quick clarification. Because, like, if you're in America, when you hear that word, you think of certain people... And it's not those. It's we're talking Sikhs, we're talking Indians, which are, yes, they are Asian geographically, but it's not what comes to the American mind. And, like, yeah, this is very, like, strikingly similar to, like, 50s, 60s, like, race relations where, like, eh, not not completely, but, like, the Indian, Middle Eastern businessmen controlled most of the wealth. I heard some of, like, I was watching some documentary interviews with, like, like, what do you think about Amin expelling you? And he's like... The Afri- they they just they're kind of they're really fucked up and racist. They're like the African does not have the brain to like run the factory to run the business. Yeah. I'm like eh, I would kind of like want to get you the fuck out of my country too if you're being a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about me like that, but like I, I again with like Amin being such a fucking snake. I think it's less about like the 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 business and more about confiscating their fucking resources and selling off. Well, their that property. and it's yeah. one less like altercation he has to have. Like, the minute he gets rid of them, like, the Ugandans have bought in. It's just yeah. getting rid of yeah, you the sell, little speed bumps. You sell that as, like, we're taking back power. And he right. completely it's an easy fucked sell. all yeah. this up. Like, he destroyed their economy. So he took, uh, well, 30,000 of them immigrated to the U.K. Their businesses were taken and given to his own supporters. They didn't take care of any of the stores, and all of them failed in the economy. When I was reading it, it's like they didn't take care of maintenance on the buildings. Like they just <laughs> like electric got shut off. Yeah, like they the didn't fix the toilets. Paid. They were just shitting everywhere. They just suck, dude. Fucking a mean supporters. I did not pay the bill. <laughs> a means health minister and financial minister both defected to the British. With the economic war underway, it felt like a good time to break diplomatic ties with the UK and nationalists, all their businesses, too. That's what he called it, the economic war. That's what he liked calling it. I mean, it's not not inaccurate. (laughs) It's just a war he was fighting against his own policies. It's more like an internal war with himself. (laughs) I have fucked up. (laughs) Israel had been supplying Uganda with arms. He got rid of Israel advisors and switched teams. Gaddafi and the Soviet Union would take over paying Amin's way. Oh, wait. Did fucking Western influence, like, try and influence another country and it horribly backfire? Weird. Getting How? in bed with Gaddafi is, like, <laughs> never such ha- a great idea. Never <laughs> happens. Never fucking happened. He's got, like, advertisement, like billboards he, on, like, just, Route 38. He just dropped an advertiser and picked up another one. And they just kept giving him money for fucking guns. What would his slogan have been? Like, if he had a billboard on the side of the road, and you're like, oh, damn, you know, I want to donate that mean. What what would that slogan be? 
probably something like vaguely racist and like demeaning. <laughs> Make sure you're economically clean. And mean for pure Africa. In 1974, a documentary was filmed by the French. General Idi Amin Dada, a self-portrait, a self shows him discussing how he plans to bomb Israel, use paratroopers, and suicide squadrons to take them out. Back in the good old U.S. of A., Ambassador Thomas Patrick Maladi recommended reducing their presence in Uganda, so they did. The U.S. Embassy shut the doors. Packed up shop, we're like, this guy's out of control. The popular front of the liberation of Palestine was in the midst of hijacking an Air France flight from Israel. Amin welcomes them with open arms, supplied them with men and guns. It's like a uh, tower open, tower open land. He's like, fuck I yeah, we got a field over hostages. here, just pull it in. <laughs> he was so excited about like getting hostages to land in his own airport. Dude, they were like poker chips for him, like just bargaining methods. Oh, yeah, he's going to bargain, all right? Well, think about it. You got three hostages. Like, you want them back, fucking pay me. I already cut ties with Israel. Give me guns, give me yeah. something, and I'll let them walk. But this led to humiliation. The Israeli commandos stormed the airport, killed seven hijackers, 45 Ugandan soldiers, only three hostages died in the rescue. And Kenya played a big part in helping that out, too. Because they hated these motherfuckers. Historically, a terrible fucking idea to fuck with Israeli special forces. Dude. They, they love murdering people. <laughs> they are the top of the line. Uh, who's scarier, Navy SEALs or, or the Mossad? I have to go Mossad. Yeah. Uh, Navy uh, SEALs will storm your, uh, they'll storm your wasn't compound. Wasn't that Munich, the movie yeah, Munich? Yeah, it was about the Mossad. Is like Navy SEALs will storm and destroy your compound, sure. But a Mossad will like... I don't know. Murder you in your bedroom, like while, like while you, while he looks at your wife, like <laughs> this was for Israel. Never wake. She never wakes up. Go back to sleep, woman. <laughs> no, no, honey. You lay in the blood of the murdered. <laughs> Kenya was on alert the whole time. They impounded a large amount of Soviet-made arms en route to Uganda. Amin planned on investigating Kenya. Their government replied with the co the quote. We will not part with a single inch of territory. That's his reasoning for everything. Somebody's like, we're investigating you now. He's like, well, I'm investigating you now. It seems very Trumpish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> except like, with murder. Yeah, like take the murder out of it and it's just the circle jerk of Trump. So, so if, if Trump and Hillary had a baby. Trump's I mean, ego with Hillary's murder record. I mean... Taylor's body count. We can't get into this political debate. Edit right that now. out. I'm not trying to get murdered. <laughs> you can leave my part in. I'll, I accept any consequence. All right. I'll f edit your part in then. Whatever. Kenya loaded the border with fortifications. Amin backed down right away. As a result of neglect and abuse, troops started to mutiny. People fleeing across the Tanzanian border for safety were embraced by their president, Julius Nereri. Amin blamed the Tanzarians for waging war, so he waged war too, ordering an invasion on the Tanzanian territory probably wasn't the best idea. 
the Tanzania People's Defense Force was called into action. The exiles also turned around and went right back over the border to help. So they exiled, and then they're like, all right, we're waging war. Crossed right back in, and they fucked them up. For being Com- such a war chief, he sucks at war. Yeah. Like, he's good at just massacre. Like, he's not good at some people fighting back He's a better them. drug lord than, like, yes. actual commander-in-chief. He's very good at killing civilians. Yeah, so, people with, like, no uh, guns. Our army to army. Terrible. Every time, yeah, every time someone's like, all right, you want to fight? Square up, pussy. Square like, all up. All they do is put people on the border, and he was like, yeah, fuck it. Our guys left Dude, their guns at home. They look like they know what they're doing. Like, see how they're all in a line? Down. We can't compete. This is why you don't have your, like, general commander-in-chief be fat. You don't, you don't want to trust a fat general to lead the troops. He's going to be like, we will stop for rice right now. <laughs> it's like they're right there. <laughs> they're shooting at us. Rice time. <laughs> Kampala was captured in April 1979. Amin was forced to exile in a helicopter. First, he went to Libya, then to Saudi Arabia. They paid him for staying out of politics. They're like, if you stay here and just stay in your house and stop tweeting on social media, we'll pay you money just to shut the fuck up. That's actually like well played by him. That's like that's clutch. the hell of a retirement plan. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty clutch. Like new country, I'm paid to just sit at home and shut the fuck up. <laughs> like actually a pretty good gig. 1980, BBC tracked him down for a documentary about the Uganda-Tanzania war. He just wanted people to know that Uganda still needed him. Of course. Like in this interview, he's just like, "My people, I'm coming back for you. I'll I'll save us all." And they're like, what the fuck? He just murdered like 500,000 of us. It's just him sitting there going, Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. You do not know the way. <laughs> Living out the rest of his life in relative peace, Idi Amin died of multiple organ failure July 19, 2003. One of his wives pleaded to let him come back to Uganda to live out his life. The new president, Yauri Museveni, told her this. He will answer for his sins the moment he is brought back. David Owen, former British foreign secretary, proposed the assassination of Amin, saying, I am not ashamed of considering it. He goes down in the scale of Pol Pot as one of the worst of all regimes. When was this assassination being planned? When he's Back, old and like, organs are failing. No, no, no. He, the, uh, the, the secretary came out and said we were, we thought about planning his assassination. Back when he was in yeah, the army. Yeah, when he was like at the top of his like killing game. All right, because timing wise, it seems a lot like they were just planning to like take him out the pasture and put him down at like no, the age of no. seventy. Yeah. So like, but they're. Uh, I'm tempted to look at the, like the silver lining. So like. And, like, this is the modern day, and this is why I like the documentaries. Um, like, where they talked about, like, how he's kind of looked back upon now, like, after, since he's died, like, young, like, a lot of young, like, Ugandans see him as, like, a liberator. They kind of buy into that line that Britain didn't just pull out, that he actually defeated them. He got back the, he kicked out the, the quote-unquote Asians from the economy. He ruined a lot of shit, but, like, in a lot of people's minds, he's a liberator. But since then, like, Uganda has probably been not the most successful, but, like, the most 
were timely stable in the, the in the entire region. You Who's know? he liberating? They're, I'm not saying it's accurate. I'm just saying the feelings of the people. Well, I mean, young people are easily manipulated. That's true. Like, they'll buy anything. Big facts. So, supporting him now is just like being a contrarian, and they're like, that's eh, cool to do, so we'll go against the grain with everything. Did you just assume my political stance? No, 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 no. Good. Wow. I've never seen anything more offensive than that. You guys watching videos of the girl who's like, um, the Democratic, so, like, girl, AOC? Yeah. Dude, I don't watch the I can't, I, can't, is, I can't watch her. That shit is I, so funny. Listen, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you fall on. How can you listen to her, like, talk with any confidence? Like, more, more retarded than Trump, and I'll stand by that. It's just so ridiculous. I don't even have a side where I'm like, what are these people how, doing with their lives? How are you going to pay for that? Um, We'll find a way. What, <laughs> Bitch, what? What did you just say? That sounds like me with my bills. Like, <laughs> how am I going to pay for this? Ah, we'll find a way. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're good. Like, we're talking, okay, that's my tax dollars, but okay. And the, the Democrats will do something stupid like let her run against Trump. And you're like, I don't know who to vote for anymore. She, that is, she is the fucking Democratic version of Sarah Palin. We're going to yeah. end up feeling the burn in four years. I'm fine with the burn. Because I, I, I just want to see, like, four years of socialism just to, like, so, well, we tried it. it didn't you get, work. like, the surprise, surprise. I survived t-shirt after yeah. the four years. Yeah. Like, like, oh, four years of socialism. Still shitty. Sup. Well, that was our daily political talk. At the end of each episode. <laughs> no, I hope not. We're going to get slammed for talking shit. Bring it. On Democrats. They do They do cry a lot. Yo, calm down, dude. You can't be talking like that. I'm going to have to edit all this shit. All right, I'm Mike Bonomo. This is Fight the Fate. I got Matt McBride, and I got Brian Davies. And this is our whole new lineup from when we started and you're welcome motherfuckers <laughs> join us next week on fight the fate thanks guys night night